Welcome to the City Church Podcast. We hope that you will be abundantly blessed by this message. If you would like to find out more about the city, please log on to our website, www.thecity.sg. Good morning. Can I move this? It's so great to be with you, City Church. It's been a while. Actually, I, was, uh, I popped in when Julian, remember Julian was here? You know, and he blew me away, the prophetic word. So, uh, but I remember just sharing a little, some, telling you about, some of you realize I'm half the man I used to be. Uh, if you saw the picture there, I didn't recognize him. Uh, you know, I, I was sharing with you that I was dealing with some health issues. I had a high blood pressure. For those of you who know, I had, my, I had a reading of like 168 over 95 or something like that. How many of you know that's high? Okay. And then I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And, but two weeks before I was diagnosed, the Lord had... I was on a retreat, and the Lord had spoken to me. I was trying to get a prophetic word for the church, and the first words he said was diet and exercise. <laughs> and I said, what's that got to do with the church? And he said, I wasn't talking about the church. I was talking about you. And I said, Where, how, how do I ever have time to fit exercise into my busy ministry schedule? And the, and the Lord just simply said, Steve, you don't get it. You think ministry is more important than you, but I love you more than your ministry. And if you don't exercise, you won't have a ministry, all right? How many of you know that was like a ooh word, okay? <laughs> and so uh, two weeks later, I have my checkup. So, so he, the Lord down, downloads a whole regimen for me to follow with, in terms of what to exercise, how to, how to, how to eat, and so forth. And, and so the long and short is I had a checkup two weeks later, and uh, I had, like I said, really high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, all right? How many of you go, that's pretty rough, Okay. Doctors wanted to put me on medication, and I thought, hold on a second, why would the Lord tell me two weeks previously what I was supposed to do? So I just said, would you mind if you just hold off on the medication for a little bit, okay? And let's just see what the Lord does. And so uh, I'm here standing here today, all right? My blood pressure is now 118 over 72, okay? Which a doctor recently told me that's the uh, blood pressure of an athlete. Thank you very much, yeah. <laughs> And I was, I, 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 the Lord divinely last week, my, my daughter Hannah was uh, training a girl. She's an amazing soccer player. She was training this girl, and, and her dad was sitting there watching. So I just sat next to him just to engage him. Found out he was the, uh, he was the head surgeon at the City of Hope in L.A. of cancer and uh, the, the, the head of the diabetic department. Okay, so I started talking to him about everything that I'd done and how I had literally ch- taken this diet that the Lord had given me and just rev- uh, all natural stuff. Okay, and he began to diagnose me, and by the time he finished, he says, "I think you need the blood test because I don't think you have diabetes." All right, how many of you like the sound of that? Okay, now why am I sharing this? Yeah, because I believe that God sometimes surprises you, and you begin to transform or adjust your life because He's preparing you for your next breakthrough. Okay. And I believe that as we begin to come into 2018, Happy New Year, everybody, by the way. Okay? This is going to be an amazing year. I feel I'm so, this, I've been more excited about this year than any other year that I've had in, in, in a long time. All right? Uh, how many of you remember those older people, a movie called Four Weddings and a Funeral? Anybody remember that movie? Any of you? Any of you? Okay. Rest, okay. The rest of you are millennials. Okay. Well, this year for me, I don't have four weddings and a funeral. I have four graduations and a wedding. Okay? And... Um, and there's so much going to happen this year because this is a year where I believe God is about to release you into the fullness of your promise. How many of you are looking forward to that? Okay. Uh, about back in, um, back in uh, November, the Lord started speaking to me and he said, this year, Steve, for your church, I want you to preach on the life of Joshua. Not the book of Joshua, but the life of Joshua. Okay. Because he was the one who, who allowed the Israel to enter into the promise. All right. And I felt like this year, God is, is speaking to the body of Christ about entering into your dreams, entering and breaking through. And, and I, I, I was just uh, last week at my church, and I was giving, every year I do a, a breakdown on the Hebrew calendar. Have you heard of this stuff before? Okay. And so the breakdown on the Hebrew calendar, how many of you believe that God is a genius? Any of you? Okay. Just two hands went up. All right. How many of you believe that God is a genius? Come on. Yeah. Okay. And, and there are things that he does which keeps blowing you away. Where his kingdom has no end, there is no end to revelation. There's no understanding. I think, God, uh, I think Paul was fooling with us when he says, I long for you to know the height, the depth, the width, and the length. Well, the thing is, it never ends. So it keeps going, so you'll never get there. Yeah. 
But the thing is, it always goes wider, it always goes deeper, it always goes higher, and your encounter will always go more amazingly wow. And this year, I believe that out of the Hebrew calendar, God create, chose the, 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 the Hebrew people. He created their culture. He created their language. And if, uh, if you know anything about their language, every number has a phonetical meaning. It's not just a number. It has, uh, it has many definitions of a meaning. Because within that one letter, there are many pictures and there are many uh, understandings. So it's like Chinese. You have little images and pictures that mean things. It's the same thing in the Hebrew. Okay? And so this, this last week, I began to... Um, let me just see if I can get this to work. Is it working? Yes, I can. Okay? This is the Hebrew year 5778. Okay? Everybody say five. five. Okay, the word five is the word hey. Everybody goes, oh, hey. Yeah. Okay, hey simply means literally grace. We are in a millennium of grace. How many of you like the sound of that? Okay, so there's going to be grace that's upon you. And then the number seven, everybody say Zion. Okay, Zion is seven. And seven simply has the meaning of completion. And so last year we were in the triple sevens. Okay, and in the triple sevens it means that I believe that you are going to see last year things in your life come to an end. Some of you, you've been mourning because you feel like there is, you're coming to the end of something and there's no future, all right? Or you can't see the future before you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Or some of you have had some, you think it's a devastating situation where some form of provision has been cut off, okay? Or some sort of future has been taken away from you. I want to tell you that was not the enemy. That was God getting your attention to reposition you, okay? Because you're ready for your next upgrade. You're ready for your next breakthrough. City Church, you are about to enter into a promise. This year is the year because the number eight is the number het. Okay, everybody say het. It's like spitting, all right? Het, all right? So look at the person next to you go, no, no, don't do that. Okay. It's the number, it's, it's, it's iron het. 70 is, is iron het, is, uh, is eight. And eight literally means new beginnings. So some of you have been hearing this word new beginnings. Can I tell you, this is the year where you're going to enter into new beginnings. And I believe even as, as the city church, you've, it's almost like what you need to understand is that years that have gone before you have simply become a preparation of a launching pad. Okay, you have prophecies, you have dreams, there are things that you have in your heart that God is now about to birth this year. You're going to see things begin to take shape, you're going to begin to see fresh anointing and empowerment come into your life, you're going to begin to get excited about your future. All right. If last year was a year you thought you were mourning because you lost something, you're going to begin to realize why you lost it. Because you can't enter the promised land with baggage. Okay, And as you begin to realize, sometimes the old is what I call your comfort zone. Okay, How many of you like your comfort zone? Okay, My definition of comfort zone is fear. Okay, While we're in our comfort zone, we like it because we are in control. Which means who's not in control? All right? And the more you get comfortable with it, the more you don't want to move. Okay, But here's the year. You're entering in. Why? Because the letter het, okay, let me see if I can get this right, Okay, is also the picture of a gate. Okay, and in Revelation uh, chapter 4, it says, There before me was an open door. My friends, this is the year of an open door for you. This is the year where you're about to enter in. Okay, every Sam entering. Okay, but what are you entering in? The, the, The word I in het, which is 78, actually together has the meaning dream. Okay. So this is, the, this is the year of your dreams, okay? When it talks about Joseph having a dream, it uses, the, it uses these derivative words, okay? And every dream of God is a promise, all right? How many of you like the sound of that? Some of you, the enemy has been challenging your dream, okay? I've been meeting a whole bunch of people at the beginning of this year. They were excited, but all of a sudden they feel that they've hit resistance or they've come under warfare. How many of you can relate to that in some form, okay? Now... Here's the thing, if you're coming under warfare right now, it's not because you've done something wrong, it's because you're doing something very right. All right? And the key here is what God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. All right? In other words, don't give in to the fear or the intimidation or the insecurity, but begin to walk through the gate because there is a promise waiting for you. Okay, do you remember when Joshua and Caleb first went into the promised land? They went with 10 others, okay? 
Why did the te- what happened to the ten others? They did not enter because they were afraid. So what does the enemy always do? He always seeks to intimidate. Are you with me? Why does he intimidate? Because he actually does no power. He just needs your agreement. Did you hear that? Whatever you agree to, okay, will have authority over your life. So if you make an agreement out of fear, fear has authority in your life. So it creates more insecurity. Am I making sense? Okay, and so if you start, have you noticed when you're afraid and you start pondering about fear, it starts messing with your mind. And if you focus on the problem, it gets bigger. You've probably heard the beholding principle. That which you behold takes a hold of you. All right, and so when you begin to understand this year, you take hold of what God's promises are, not take hold of the fear that's around you. Okay, because if you look at the fear, you will drown with fear. Yeah, and you won't be able to enter in. My friends. You have an invitation to enter into greater, more powerful, more anointed, more influence, more authority this year. He wants to release that into your life, okay? How many of you like the sound of that? Look at the person next to you and say, that means you, okay? And so when we begin to look at this year, I just want to summarize really quickly. I wasn't planning to get into all this so much, but eight means new beginnings. It's a sense of birth, newness, freshness, renewal, and creation, all right? So for you creative people, God, some of this, some people in the room, you need to hear this right now. You feel that your creativity and your ability to dream has kind of gone dormant. All right? I want to tell you, this is the year that God's going to resurrect it. But it's not just going to be resurrected because you've had to lay something down. And when you laid it down, you thought maybe it won't come back. But no, no. When you laid it down, God put his hand on it to bless it, to increase it in a double portion. All right, And so begin to receive that creative anointing. Somebody here right now, you've got to receive that. Okay, uh, It's for you. And so the picture of the gate or door of entry is into freedom. So, for example, the, the, the gate or the, or the het is the doorpost that were used when the people of Israel put the blood on the doorposts. Okay? That blood on the doorpost was about to bring them into their liberty to bring them into their promise, to bring them out of captivity. So some of you, you feel that you've been in a season of hopelessness, a season of confusion, a season where things don't seem to be working. Can I tell you, this is the year to break out of that. All right? And then lastly, it's a year to pass from the old into the new. So this new season will be birthed into enter through the gate into your kingdom promise. Andre, there are kingdom promises for you this year. All right. There is an increase. There's an increase that's about to happen. You, you, you think you're coming into a new position. It's more than a position. Okay. There's actually a prepared mantle. There's a prepared authority that God's been preparing for this house. Okay. And you need to understand, Andre, in this season, there are things that you've questioned where, or doubted whether or not you have what it takes. And the Lord is just simply saying, bro, <laughs> bro, son. Sorry, he says, I say, bro, he says, son. Okay. He's saying, son, you need to understand, the stuff that you doubt about, I already created before the foundation of the world. I placed it within you. And this is actually about to embark the next 18 months. You're going to surprise yourself. Okay? Actually, church, you're going to be surprised. All right? Because there is a wisdom that is hovering over you right now. Okay, a wisdom that is you're about to access and he's going to give you keys in your own personal walk to access that. And it's something also to do with the way you are with your wife. Okay, God is about to do something. Where's your wife? Is she here? She's downstairs. The father just blessed her down there. Okay. <laughs> There's something about the two of you. God is so excited that the two of you have got together. And there is a dynamic that's going to unlock a greater blessing into this house Okay, as much as we love Daniel and Joy and everything that they've done over the years and we honor them for that, you need to understand you're not just simply repeating what they've done. Okay, you are actually going to add, multiply. Okay, you're actually going to begin to see a multiplication take place in the coming coming years. And somewhere around the fall time, you're going to begin to see something just begin to generate and birth in a very fresh way. I wasn't even knowing I was going to say this. Okay, so Andre, you need to understand something. Don't fight or resist. God has been beating you down <laughs> to submit. Okay? And, but here's the thing. He doesn't want you to submit out of I have to. He wants you to sub- submit because you love to. Okay? And when you come to the place when you say, Lord, I receive it. I embrace it. Okay? I, I take it. Not because... 
it's been dumped on me or because it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm the only guy who can do it. No, 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 no. You were picked. You were chosen. You were particularly, the journey you've gone to was specific because for this season, you're the perfect person. And so I wanted to speak that to you right now because the Father is absolutely so excited about what's going to happen with you this year. Okay? And so just allow your dreams to dream. Don't dream too small. Don't play safe. Okay? That's the other thing. I've just lost saying, don't play safe. Okay? Because you're, you're coming into a new season, it's so easy to be conservative. Okay? He wants you to stretch the bounds and see how big his kingdom, whether it has an end. And you're going to discover something. It doesn't. All right? There's, a, there's going to be something about provision at the end of this year too. Okay? So just, just, know, just know that you're, you're about to come into a wisdom that's going to release fresh provision. It's not going to be everybody we're taking an offering. That's not, going to, that's not what it is. There's something, there's something of multiplication that God's going to release in, in your house. It's going to be a moment of genius. Okay? And so I just want to release this. Can, I, can you just open, open your hands to the Holy Spirit right now over this house? Because I feel like this soul prosperity message is so prophetic for this, for this church. You think it's about your soul. No, it's about the soul of this church. Okay, there's something. Everything that God does in your individual life has a corporate outworking. Okay? And you need to understand soul prosperity is, is, is actually a, to, about to release a deeper understanding of depth into the spirit and culture of this church. Okay, and, and Andre, you've always, I just sense you've always speak on culture. Now God's going to allow you to develop it and, 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 and actually live the message in a new way. Okay, and so Father, as we come as one body, as we come as the city church, as we come in this place, we choose to enter the promise. Is that right? Everybody say, I enter in. We enter the promise. We're not, we don't want to be stuck in the old, we don't want to be stuck in Egypt. Okay, we want to come into our promises. We want to come into the place of hope. We want to come into the place of faith. We want to come into the place of fresh boundaries and freshness and newness. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless this season that this church is about to embark on. There's, there's, this, there's this crossing over. There's a crossing over from the Jordan River this year. Okay, and it's going to take you into a new place of breakthrough, a new place of blessing, and a new place of vision and understanding, and a new culture. Not new, that's not the wrong word. It's a, a, a deepening culture. Okay, my, my wife woke up on January the 1st and she heard the audible voice of the Lord, and it, the Lord said this to her The goal this year is to confirm my word with your life. Did you hear that? The goal this year is to confirm you, my word with your life. Okay? And I believe that the church has been preaching too much and not living enough. All right? And I believe in this season our breakthroughs is how we live, not what we say. Okay? It's time to realize that the only authority that you have to say anything is if you live it. All right? And God is wanting to increase the authority, the influence of this house. And so your soul will prosper. Listen to what God is speaking to your soul as a result of this series. Are you with me? Because as you align with it, as you take hold of it, as you choose to walk into the fullness of it, what will happen is it was one touches a thousand, two will touch ten thousand. And if each of you begin to take it seriously and walk in it, the corporate anointing, the corporate authority, the corporate influence of this house, you're going to begin to see doors open that you never thought you would see. You're going to begin to have a voice in places you never thought you were going to have a voice. Are you with me? But here's the thing. It's about coming into agreement, into alignment of what's going on. And so, Father, we ask you, in this year 5778, in this year of grace, of completions, Father, of new beginnings, you are about to launch us and prepare us <laughs> into so many surprises. I, I'm just hearing the Father laughing so hard right now because he's so excited. He says, this is going to be fun, all right? And so it, you know, in, in Psalm 2, when, 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 the, when, when the enemy starts conspiring, it says God laughs. This year... Your warfare is your laughter. Okay, so when you hit the challenge, start laughing. Okay, start finding joy. Okay, because the joy of your Lord is going to be your strength, right? And so, Father, we enter the gate of promise. 
And I speak that not just over Andre, over this church, but every individual in this place. Because that you are a genius. There are things that you do that we don't see in the unseen realm. And so we ask for the impossibilities to become realities. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, I wasn't going to do that today. Okay, there you go. Um, I love when, when Daniel said to me, you know, Andre's on this, this, this series called Soul Prosperity. So you can do something, you know, different or you can help align with it. And I've said, I want to align with this one. Okay. Because you need to understand there is something of life that wants to be released to you this year. Okay. There is a newness, like this new beginning. There's a life that wants to come in. There's this, this sense of joy that's going to break forth in you, okay? So can you just smile at me right now because you're looking really serious, okay? All right. And when we begin to look, I want to look at this word alignment. Because when you begin to understand prosperity, sometimes we, we, we hope that God will land on us like a supernatural pancake. All right. And we think, oh, I've got the anointing. No, 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 no. There are things that need to happen. Okay, I mean, imagine right now, okay, this, 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 this PowerPoint is heaven, okay, and I'm standing here, and the fullness of heaven is flowing like a cascading waterfall over there, okay, do I say to that cascading waterfall of blessing, come over here, heaven come here, or do you think you might need to align yourself, are you with me, and shift and move and enter into where heaven is moving? Are you with me? And you see, you can hear the message of soul prosperity, but you need to understand if you don't align with it, you won't receive it. Okay? And this concept of alignment, how many of you have ever had a car where your wheels are out of alignment? Okay? So if you, if you know what, what you do, you, you test it by driving the car and seeing if it goes off, off course. Which means if you're disaligned, you're going to go off course. All right? And this year, I want you to begin to realize God is doing a work in you for you to align with heaven. Okay? And the only way that you're going to align with heaven is if you choose to live like heaven. Okay? And when you begin to say, how do I confirm the word with my life? It's just simply, as you begin to understand what heaven is like, start living that way. Okay? Heaven is not a place. Okay? Yes, there is a place. But heaven starts as an atmosphere. It starts as a DNA. And if you don't live that DNA, you'll never know the fullness of the prosperity. Are you with me? Okay, so many people are wanting to give me the ABCD. But you see, the ABCD is the function. You want to have more anointing. You want this, this, this. No, no. It's a DNA. You have to live a message, not just simply do a message. Okay? Because God is after the motivation of the heart, not necessarily the actions and behaviors. And what religion does, it tries to modify your behavior. What the kingdom does and relationship does, it changes the heart. How many of you love your, your spouses? Two of you. <laughs> My wife, right now, we've both been losing weight, okay? How many of you know, I, I, I like the fact I look good right now, okay? Just give me a bit of a moment of selfishness and self-awareness. No, um... You know, I was preaching the other week, and I was, I was on the stage, and my wife was on the front row, and I had my phone on, on the pulpit, and, and, and all of a sudden, this text comes in from her, and it says, you're looking really sexy right now. <laughs> the message finished really quickly. I just want you to know. But here's the thing, okay? What was I going with this thing on? What you need to begin to realize, okay, is as you begin... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going... Okay, stop, stop, okay. I'll carry on. What you need to begin to realize is alignment is actually going to be the key. How you choose to align with heaven is going to be so important, okay? And so today, I want to begin to help you understand who you are, all right? Now, I'm not talking about identity. You can get that somewhere else. I'm actually helping to understand how you were created to align with heaven, and how important your soul is for that alignment. Okay? And so when we look at the scriptures, yeah, we can look at um, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse uh, 23. And it says, may the God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you. Everybody say sanctify. Okay, sanctify you through and through. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Spirit, soul, and body. Here's the thing. You are made with three parts. 
Okay? Just as God, remember, we're created in His image and likeness. He's three in one. Guess what? He's created you three in one. And each of these three parts are vital, and if they're disaligned, you will not be able to prosper. All right? And today I want to begin to help you understand how to align with heaven, how to begin to have your life sanctified through and through. Okay? The word sanctified is, a, is, a, is kind of a, quite a religious word or a doctrinal word, which you don't really hear much in the world. It just simply means, this is my, in the past it says to become more holy. No, no. It's actually just simply be like Jesus. And so you want your spirit to be like Jesus. How many of you want that to happen? He wants your soul to be like Jesus. He wants your body to reflect like Jesus, okay? And so when you begin to look at this, I want to break this down for you, okay? May the God of peace sanctify your spirit, your soul, and your body. So I'm going to have uh, three guys help me. So Shren, could you come for a moment? Shren, I love Shren. How many of you know Shren is worth beating up? Okay, here we go. So... Here's Shwen. He is the spirit. Okay. No, he's not. You're not spirit. Daryl, you're the spirit. Okay, here we go. There we go. So, i got to get this right. So, Daryl, come this side. He's spirit. Everybody say hi, spirit. Hi. Okay, I need the other one. Where's uh, Gerald? Where is it Gerald? Okay. Ja- is that right? Did I get it right? Gerald? Okay. Gerald and Daryl and Shwerol. Uh, Shwanrol. Okay. Um, well, it doesn't work. All right. Squirrel. Okay. Yes, that's good. We'll call you squirrel. Okay. Squirrel. Yeah, okay. Um, so, Daryl here is spirit. Everybody say, hi, spirit. Hi, spirit. Okay. Uh, Shwen is the soul. Everybody goes, soul, man. Soul, man. Okay. And here, Daryl here is the body. Everybody say, nice body. Nice. Okay. So, just hold hands for a moment. We can do that here, can't we? Okay, all right. And so, you need to understand, you were created, okay, in order that your spirit, your soul, and body would be aligned to heaven. Are you with me? So what what am I talking about here? So let's look at spirit for a moment. When we're aligning your spirit, your spirit is a really important part of who you are because your spirit is the part that connects to God. Why? Because in John 4 verse 24, it says, God is spirit and those who worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay, And so just now when we were having that awesome time of worship, it wasn't just your physical body singing songs. There was something of your spirit that was engaged with God's spirit. How many of you agree with me? Okay, And so your spirit is your connection to the realm of the spirit. Are you with me? So when we're beginning to understand in Ephesians, it talks on five occasions of the heavenly realm. Okay, And every time you hear the heavenly realm, you need to understand there is something to connect with. Yeah? And so your connection, when Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? He said, Jesus said to him, you must be born again, okay? And so Nicodemus is a little bit like me, very visual. And so I'm thinking, born again. I'm going to have to go back to my mother, mother's Okay? And Jesus says, no, 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 you don't understand Nicodemus. He says, flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to Spirit. You see, in Ephesians 2, it says that your spirit was dead to God, okay? It was cut off because of sin. You're separated from God, all right? And so, Daniel, can I just borrow you for one moment, okay? So, Daniel, I'm just promoting you. You're becoming God. Yes, okay. I finally so, made you finally made it. Okay, actually, sit down. We'll get somebody else. No, no, just so, so, here is God in all his glory. Put my hands on the air. Yep, just Yes, yes, yes. God in all his glory multiplied by infinity. His, everything is magnificent, infinite love, infinite joy, infinite peace, infinite kindness, infinite grace, infinite everything. Okay, And so his design when he created man, could you just hold hands for a second? All right, was that through the spirit, his power and his love and everything that he is would saturate your spirit. Are you with me? So in other words, you were designed for heaven to invade your earth. All right, And so your spirit is incredibly important. So when man sinned and the spirit became dead to God, all of a sudden, that's, that, that's yes, good, yeah. All of a sudden, God's heart is broken, all right, because the glory is cut off. Are you with me? Heaven is cut off, yeah? And so when your spirit is dead to God, and when we look at the gospel, what we're saying, when flesh gives birth to flesh, it's just an earthly thing. But when spirit gives birth to spirit, Okay, all of a sudden there's a reconnection, all right, because you're born again of the Spirit. And the born again of the Spirit is not because you're going to heaven, it's a relationship. 
the spirit to spirit relationship with God. Are you with me? So it's not, if you're just, if you're just reading your Bible because you're doing it religiously or praying because you have to, it's not a relationship. If I said to my wife, sweetheart, why do you love me? And she says, because I have to. Okay, that's not a relationship. That is a forced, uh, I don't know, forced acquaintance. Are you with me? My wife and I, we're going to be married 28 years this year. All right? And she's the best thing that's ever happened to me since Jesus. All right? And so when you begin to fall in love with someone, we have a connection. Okay? How many of you know you have a connection with your spouse? If you are sitting next to your spouse, say, yes, I do. And I'm praying it's a good one. Okay? And so you, <laughs> Andre's looking, where is she? Where is she? She's down there, bro. She's down there. Okay. Okay. And so when you begin to understand the spirit connection is so important because if your spirit is not healthy, are you hearing me? If your spirit is not healthy, it's going to affect everything else. All right. And so when you're born again of the spirit, your spirit connects heaven. Okay. Through to earth. Are you with me? Okay, we'll look more about that in a moment. And so when you worship, give me some worship spirit, okay? Worship, God inhabits what? The praises of his people. So when spirit worships, God, okay, comes in. So, and all of a sudden, you begin to feel an amazing connection. Are you with me? All right. Is that how God hugs? He kills me. Okay. So here's the thing, you're, the whole area is when you come into that place, your spirit come alive, that's when you begin to discover presence. That's when you begin to enjoy presence. I, I, I love it when I'm around my wife, I can smell her, I can hear her voice, okay? I, I, I just love her smile, I just like being in her presence, okay? It's the same thing with your spirit, when you're around the fragrance of Jesus. When you're around his glory and his majesty, but out of all of that, you feel his love. Okay, it's, it's about relationship, people. Are you with me? It's about intimacy. And so your spirit is important. Why? Because when your spirit comes alive, God loves to give gifts. And so we operate with the gifts of the spirit out of our spirit. Are you with me? So in Ephesians, it says you pray in the spirit at all times. Okay, so it doesn't say you pray in the soul. Okay doesn't say you operate at the gifts of the soul, okay? It's out of the spirit. So the first thing you need to understand is that when you were created, it was heaven first. Are you with me? Everybody say heaven first. heaven first. Okay? And so notice when Jesus said, thy kingdom come here on the earth as it is in heaven, it wasn't here in the church as it was in heaven. Okay? There's something that needs to break out of the four walls. Are you with me? And this year, I feel that that's going to be happening in, in major ways uh, in, in, in the body of Christ right across the world. Okay, so that's your spirit. Everybody say, I like my spirit. Okay, look at the person next to you and say, how's your spirit doing today? Okay. And right now, because you're in church, you're feeling pretty good. It's tomorrow that matters. Okay. And so when you begin to look at your spirit, your spirit connects to God. Okay, God, you can sit down for a second. We'll, I'll need you back in a minute. Okay. Because you're omnipresent. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> So, when you begin to look at your soul, your soul is made up of three primary components. And your soul was designed to translate what was happening in the spirit. Are you with me? Okay, everybody say translate. Translate. All right. You know, so when, when you begin to understand, everybody needs translation. How many of you know that sometimes heaven can be confusing? Okay, sometimes, you know, when he starts doing, heaven starts doing things in your life, you go, what's that got to do with my life or whatever. Your soul is supposed to translate it, and your soul is made up of three primary components. The first one is your mind. Everybody say mind. mind. How many of you have a mind? Okay, a third of you. All right. The rest of you, brain dead, we'll pray for resurrection. Okay. You all have a mind, okay? And your mind is really important because it's your mind that allows you to gain knowledge. Okay, And as you gain knowledge, it's supposed to give you understanding. And as you get understanding, which is kind of the form of revelation, okay, when spirit breathes on knowledge, it becomes revelation. Are you with me? So if you have no spirit and you just have knowledge, you have religion. Are you with me? And so when spirit, that's why you need to align. Okay, And so your knowledge okay, leads to understanding and it creates truth to you. 
All right? So right now, your brain is telling you that you have an incredibly handsome Asian man standing in front of you. Okay. Speaking truth. It's called a perception. <laughs> okay. How many of you know that is perception truth? Yes or no? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. But your perception is truth to you. Okay. And so the moment that you create truth, it creates a mindset. Are you with me? And so if your knowledge leads to understanding, which is not spirit breathed, you will have wrong mindsets. Are you with me? Because your mindsets become your belief systems and you live out of your beliefs. So Proverbs says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he will be. Am I making sense? And so why did God create you with a mind? Anybody know? Okay. Six go A's in school. You're so Asian. Okay. Uh, I was a Bijan. Okay. Anyway. Um, all right. And so... When you know your mind, okay, why did God create us with a mind? Well, here's the question. Does God think? Okay. We're not to be conformed to the patterns of this world, but we're to be renewed, transformed by our minds, okay, in Christ Jesus. Are you with me? And so your mind, God created you with a mind. Okay, so God, come over here. I want you to look like you're thinking for a moment, all right? Thinking, okay? So God is thinking, all right? But do you think he wants you to know what he's thinking? Yes or no? Yes, so when you allow yourself, what you need to understand is the Spirit is always gazing upon the beauty of the Lord. Gaze. Okay? And the Spirit was designed to, as He gazes, to always say yes. Nod your head and say yes, yes. Okay? And you see, when the soul was designed, it was to look at the Spirit. Okay? And so it's always saying yes to the Spirit. Okay? Why? Because when God thinks, the Spirit says yes, translates, goes to the soul and says, this is what He's thinking. And we have the mind of Christ. Are you with me? You see, if the spirit does not breathe on your mind, <laughs> you're brain dead. Okay, you're just going to spend the rest of your life in insanity, doing the thing, same thing over and over and over again, getting nowhere. Are you with me? And so when you begin to realize, gaze upon the beauty, okay, say yes. The soul alignment is the soul, the mind is saying, yes, I want the mind of Christ. Are you with me? But then the soul is more than just mind, it's emotions. So you can be happy, you can be sad, you can cry, you can be angry, okay? All right, they're different emotions. How many of you love emotions? Very good soul. Okay, here's a great soul. Okay, how many of you love your emotions? Well, sometimes, right? All right, but here's the thing. Your emotions are very important. Who created them? God created them. Why did he create you with emotions? Does God have feelings? Okay, so we know the joy of the Lord. Give me some joy. Oh, with some smile too, please, brother. Okay. We know the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength. So if the Spirit is feeling God's joy, he starts having joy. Give me joy, okay? And so the emotions start feeling joy. Yay! Okay? And all of a sudden, the body feels strong. Give me some muscle. Okay, joy, 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 muscle, okay. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength, are you with me? Because you allow heaven to invade your earth. Your emotions are to reflect what God is feeling. Does that make sense? But when you begin to understand when God created you with emotions, He wants to delight over you. So if you can't feel His delight, you'll never know how important you are. When he has his pleasure and he's rejoicing over you with singing, if you can't hear the song and feel and be touched by it, can I tell you? Why? Because so much of what the enemy tries to do is to break us down. That's why brokenness destroys your emotions. That's why we need to allow the fullness of the work of the cross to bring healing, wholeness, restoration. Isaiah 61, are you with me? All right. And so when we begin to understand your emotions are important because God wants you to feel what he's feeling. Okay? And so the third part of your soul is your will. Okay? Everybody raise your right hand in the air for me. Could you do that? You have just operated your will. Free will choice. Put your hands down. Okay? Some of you didn't. It's called rebellion. You also made a free will choice. Okay? Now, your free will choice is the greatest gift that God can give you. Why? Because free will choice is the gift of love. If you understand that God is love, love never controls. And so when the biggest risk heaven gave 
was to give man and woman a choice. Choose you this day, are you with me, who you serve. In other words, right now, I could take this right hand and I could do something really great to, 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 to Daniel over here. Okay? How many of you know that's not heaven? But I could do it because I could choose to do it. Are you with me? You see, choice is powerful. And what you choose and what you agree with, that's why I was saying if you agree with fear, fear will have authority in your life. But if you agree with heaven, who's, what's going to have authority in your life? Heaven. Are you with me? And so your free will choice is so important. Okay, That's why when God created Adam and Eve, he didn't make you into robots. All right, He wanted to give you a choice. The gospel is a choice. You can't force people into the kingdom. That's why dangling over the pits of hell with them, that's not love. It gives the wrong impression of what the Father is like. Am I making sense? And so when you begin to realize it's how you confirm the word with your life that will make you attractive. If your soul prospers, guess what? Everybody around you is going to see it. And everybody's going to be attracted to it. Okay, the problem is that everybody, the, right now, the world is seeing the world prosper, not the kingdom. All right? You ask somebody, who, who, who do you want to uh, be mentored by? They'll say, oh, Bill Gates or Steve, Steve Jobs or, 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 or whoever else it might be. None of them are Christians. But what are they attracted to? They're attracted to their prosperity. Not just financially, but in life, in the different things that they do. Are you with me? We, guys, we're going to reverse this. All right, God is asking you to reverse this. Because when you begin to allow your soul to prosper, okay, so how does that happen? Because the soul is always looking at the spirit and saying, yes, are you with me? All of a sudden, heaven can begin to do what it's always designed to do, which is to bless you. And for you then, out of your blessing, to be the blessing. Are you with me? And so, out of this choice, it's very important. Why? Because whatever the will chooses, the body follows, okay? And so if the, 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 the soul, okay, looks at the spirit and the spirit says, oh, God, he's saying, I want to release peace. Okay, so the peace of God that transcends all, all understanding. And so the spirit says, oh, I like peace. Okay, the soul says, I like peace. And so the body, it falls to the ground on its back. Okay, have you ever been to those meetings? And you ask, what's going on? I feel so much peace. Okay. Why? Because the peace of heaven has come. Heaven has invaded your earth. Are you with me? Or stand up again. Okay, let's just say God's power is shaking. Okay? And there's a great power and the spirit starts feeling the power. The body feels the so start shaking. Okay? And all of a sudden, and out of nowhere, the body suddenly goes, whoa! Whoa. Have you heard that? Have you heard that before? Okay. If you stick your finger in an electrical socket, will you go, hmm? When you stick your finger into an electrical socket, you're going to go, whoa! What you need to understand, okay, is sometimes when heaven invades, it overrides and it's like a surge through your spirit, soul, and body. You with me? And you can't contain it. Are you with me? So don't get offended by it. All right? Now, please hear me. Don't start getting your identity out of it either. All right? But because when heaven invades, it's supposed to reflect itself in the body, okay? And so when you begin to understand that we look at the joy, so joy God, joy spirit, joy, that's not joy, guys. That, that's like, oh, that's so Asian. Okay, yes, very nice. Okay, give me some joy, 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 strength, okay? You got that? Peace, give me some peace, right? On the floor. Because your body is supposed to reflect what heaven is doing. Are you with me? Your body is heaven on earth. When you soul prospers, when you come into soul prosperity, everything in your physical realm will prosper. Are you with me? How many of you want to see that? Okay. And it's not a selfish thing, I want to prosper. No, no. You have to understand, it's a gift. God wants you to prosper. Okay. But the thing is, in order to prosper, first you have to align. So, for example, okay, if heaven is saying, okay, let's just say Daniel says, I want to bless Andre. I want to fill him with my spirit in a fresh way. And so he says to the spirit, that's what I want to do. Spirit says, that's what I want to do. But the soul, because that's where the choice is, says, I don't feel like it. Okay, so he cuts his hands, turns his back on the spirit, fold your hands, 
Okay? And you see, when the power of God begins to flow, hold hands for a moment. Everything is disaligned. Are, are, you, are you with me so far? Because your soul is speaking to yourself, not to God. Okay? It's that moment, the moment the fall took place, you, you move from love, which is always preferring and serving others, to shame, which is what is it in for me? It moves from me, it moves from others to me. Are you with me? That's why power, love is the most powerful force in the kingdom. Because it then takes our focus away from myself and what I want, what I need, because that's what selfishness does. Okay? And so when you begin to realize, let's get back into position from a hold hands, the, what's supposed to happen is that heaven is supposed to move like a wave. Okay? Heaven is supposed to invade it. All right? How many of you like the wave? I like this. This is fun. Okay. So when you begin to say, God says, I want to bless Andre. Spirit says, I want to bless Andre. If the soul is submitted, everybody say submitted, submitted to the spirit, okay, says yes, 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 okay, mind and emotions. All of a sudden, the soul says to the body, body, we need to bless Andre. So the body walks to Andre, no, 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 all of you together, because if you don't have them, you're dead. Okay, and so, so the body puts a hand on Andre's shoulder, and then heaven moves, shh, 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 woo! Is that all you get, bro? Okay, sorry, let's try that. All right, because all of a sudden there is a manifestation because there is a flow. Everybody say flow. Because everything is aligned. Are you with me? And so when you begin to understand soul prosperity, the key here is what is your mind thinking? Is your mind thinking, what's in it for me? Is your mind thinking, I need to protect myself? Is your mind thinking, I'm so afraid, or I'm afraid what people will think about me? Okay? Is your mind thinking me, 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 me? Because if your mind is thinking me, 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 it's not looking at the spirit. Are you with me? And all of a sudden, you are cutting yourself off from the prosperity of heaven. Are you, are you, are you tracking with me so far? Or your emotions. How many of you, like this morning, did, thought, mm, do I really want to go to church today? You know, I didn't feel like it. How many, okay, don't have that. You're here, so you didn't. But that's what I'm trying to say. There are moments when your feelings get in the way. Yeah? How many of you know that we make decisions out of what we think or what we feel? Yeah? My wife, like I said, we're going to be married 28 years. When I first was married, I discovered my wife made decisions very differently from me. 28 years, it's still the same. No, it doesn't. But I've learned something. Because when we were first married, she was a feeler and I was a thinker. All right? And so everything had to be rational to me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then for her, everything was how she felt. So we could watch starving children in Africa, and she would start crying. And she goes, Steve, we've got to do something. We've got to give them all our money. We've got we to feed them. And I'll be going, sweetheart, that makes no sense, because how are we going to pay the bills? You know, how are we going to pay the rent? Are you with me? Logic, feeling. Okay. 28 years on, I know how to communicate with my wife now. I just say to her, sweetheart, this decision feels right. <laughs> and she says to me, makes no sense. Anyway, um... <laughs> You need to understand when your mind and your emotions are aligned with the renewal of God's mind and his feelings, then your will does God's will. Are you with me? Rather than, what was it that Jesus said? Not my, but, are you with me? Spirit, soul, aligned. Are you with me? Because the body will just simply reflect what's going on. So what is the devil up to? Well, first, because of sin, he cuts it off. And t- no. oh, oh. That's not how the father acts, bro. It's, it's more... Okay, all right, all right, thank you. We have many teachers, but few fathers. I don't know, just kidding. It's okay, my soul is... So... When your spirit is dead to God, it's cut off from heaven. So imagine the fullness of heaven, one moment in Adam, next moment it's gone. Okay? When, that's, when your spirit is dead to God, it's dead to God, but it doesn't mean it's dead, dead, dead. Because it's a life to sin. Are you with me? So here's the thing. The soul, which had been gazing on the spirit up to this point, had already said yes to the spirit. Imagine for a moment, everything in you saturated with the presence of God one moment, gone in an instant 
And all of a sudden, you have what you call the God-shaped hole. You get the emptiness on the inside. And when you're empty, you want to fill the emptiness. But you're no longer thinking heaven. And so the soul starts saying, hmm, I need love. So it starts looking around. Starts looking around, okay? And goes, oh, she looks nice. And so let's sleep with her because if I have sex, that's love, right? It makes me feel better. Everybody say me. Okay. And in that moment, all of a sudden, this hole left in the spirit is being filled with our flesh. Are you with me? When the soul is in charge outside of the spirit, it becomes our sinful nature. Because now we're making choices to, for self rather than for others. Does that make sense? And so in that process, you start living out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So you try to be good. And if you can, can't be good, you start doing things which are evil. Everybody tracking with me so far? Because what the enemy does is he wants to damage your spirit. And how many of you have ever made bad choices? Just three of you. Okay. <laughs> we have a very holy bunch here, Daniel. You, you, you've done well, my friend. Okay. Um, how many of you made bad choices? Come on. You've regretted stuff? Yeah. How many of you said things to people you wish you hadn't? Okay. How many of you hidden things that you don't want people to find? In your soul? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what happens is every time you make that decision, your spirit, you think you're filling your spirit, but you're actually damaging it even more. Are you with me? And as a result, that dis- you also begins to damage your soul. Okay. Because you start thinking wrong. You start creating wrong mindsets like, oh, I'm always going to be afraid. Oh, I'm such a failure. I'm so stupid. None of us have ever said that about ourselves, right? Okay. I'm never going to succeed. I have no hope. Okay. That is not the mindset of heaven. And if you have that mindset, are you ever going to prosper? No, because the enemy, what does he want to do? He's, he wants to keep the spirit dead. Okay. And he wants the soul to keep making choices out of its emptiness. Are you with me? And you see, if you give that alignment to the emptiness, you will never prosper. And in that place, what will happen is that your body begins to break down. Okay, so you start getting sick. You start getting depressed. You start crying uncontrollably. You start having anger rages. Okay, you start blowing up on people. How many of you have exploded on someone you regretted it later? Okay, what's going on is because your soul... (laughs) has taken charge, not the spirit. Okay? Because in that moment, you're not living with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, which is over here, because the spirit is not being fed by it. Are you with me? And you see, when you come alive to Christ, okay, all of a sudden you come alive, but here's the thing, how many of you know that the moment you became a Christian, your problems didn't disappear? How many of you realized your problems got worse? Why? Because there is a war that begins to take place. There's a war which is saying, who's in charge? Are you going to live according to the spirit? So in other words, is your soul going to begin to say to the spirit, yes, I want to live this way? Or is it still saying, no, I kind of like the world and I'm going to live this way? Are you with me? And so when we begin to understand soul alignment, what you need to begin to understand is that you're given a choice. Choosing where you're going to go. And if your soul is going to prosper, okay, you've got to choose. Where do you want to go? All right? And so let's uh, sit down for a second, Daniel. Can you grab three chairs for me, guys, as you were doing? Okay, each of them I'm going to to show you something, okay? Because how many of you remember Tom and Jerry? Any of you remember Tom and Jerry? How many of you love Tom and Jerry? Do you remember those, those Tom and Jerry things where you have this angel on one hand and the devil on the other hand? Okay, because what it's trying to tell you, it's trying to tell you the condition of your soul. Okay, in other words, how many of you know that you know what you want to do, but you don't do it? How many of you know you're being tempted by something and you kind of go, I shouldn't do this? And how many of you know you just did it? Okay, I'm preaching to myself. Okay, and so in this moment, Paul starts talking about this in the book of Romans. Okay. And I often say there are two eyes inside of you. 
There's the eye of the spirit that wants to do what God wants to do. And there's the eye of the soul that wants to do what the enemy wants you to do. What the world wants you to do. Okay? And so, I want to help you understand this. Because, remember, Daryl's the spirit. Everybody say spirit. Okay? And Shwen here is... Uh, and and Gerald, Gerald and Schwerald, they represent the soul and the body, the flesh. Are you with me? Okay. And so Paul writes this. And so when we begin to look at this in Romans chapter 7, verse 14. Okay. So just stand up for a moment, all of you. Okay. And so we haven't practiced this, so this could go really badly. All right. I want you to know what's going on. It says, we know that the law is spiritual. But I am unspiritual. Are you with me? I, that's the flesh, am unspiritual, sold to the slave to sin. I, down, (laughs) do not understand what I do. All right? For what I want to do, I do not do. How are you guys doing so far? Pretty good, okay? All right? But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it's no longer I myself who do it, but it's sin living in me. Living in me, living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. Okay, That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not... That's good. I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, I keep on doing. So now, if I do not do what I do not want to do, it's no longer I who does it, but it's sin living in me that does it. We are all schizophrenics, okay? We We are in a constant state of war on the inside. Are you with me? But you have to realize... That as we're entering into this season, God is saying, you need to begin to align your soul. Stop making choices, are you with me? That will allow the enemy to take you away from your prosperity. And this year, as we enter into the promise, we want to get place where the eye of the spirit is more powerful than the eye of the soul. Are you with me? And in order to do that, you have to be intentional. Everybody say intentional. Okay? And so you need to begin to realize the habits that God wants to break over you this year. All right? There are attitudes that God wants to deal with you this year. Is everybody tracking with me? And so as we begin to stand up, stand up for a moment, there is an alignment, God. That first we want our spirit to gaze on God's beauty. Keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith. Everybody say, I'm going to fix my eyes. But now your soul is no longer to fix its eyes on the circumstance around you. That's how the enemy works. Getting you focused and overwhelmed by your circumstance. Okay? And when he overwhelms you, you always want to comfort yourself. And when you comfort yourself, you drink, you have sex, you have food, whatever is not healthy for you. Are you with me? Because that's how the enemy gets you and he brings more shame into your life. Yeah? And so as a church, this year, this is a no-shame zone. Okay, this is a condemnation-free zone. Is that okay? Because if we live in condemnation, judgment, and shame, we're always tr- our focus is on what's wrong with me. But when you're focused on heaven, you discover how God sees you. And what is everything right with you? Are you with me? Everybody tracking so far? So that when heaven moves, it moves from heaven through to earth. Okay? So give these guys a hand. They've been fantastic. Okay? And so, what is the key? The key is something we call lordship. Lordship simply means I'm choosing to allow somebody else to take control of my life. Are you with me? But the problem is, how many of you don't like being controlled? Because the sinful nature will always rebel. Are you with me? Because you, if, if God is religious, then you want to rebel. But if God is love, then you just want to be close to love. Are you with me? And you need to realize, is the church representing religion? And I'm not saying this about you, but I'm saying out in the world right now, I'm meeting so many people who don't want to go anywhere near church. Why? Because they're not encountering love, they're encountering religion. Here's the thing. 
What are you confirming with your life? Are you confirming love with your life? Or are you confirming the law with your life? Are you hearing me? Are you putting expectations and judgments on others? Because then you're operating out of the law. Okay? Are you putting that on your children? Then you're operating out of the law. Are you with me? Your soul alignment is just saying, Father, not my will. Okay? But your will be done. Okay? So this isn't working anymore. Bing! Yeah, we go. Not my will, but your will. Okay? And so this is what I want to do at the start of 2018. I want to align our soul. Because if you're going to move in what, the, the incredible revelation and wisdom that Andre is going to release over this soul prosperity series, you have to be aligned. Yeah? Everybody okay with that? Yeah. So if you want to be aligned, why don't you stand right now? All right? And I'm just going to lead us, uh, lead us in a prayer. I call it the Lordship Prayer. Okay? Can I have somebody play the keyboard or something in the background? Is that, is that all right? And you can pray while you can play, you can speak while you're playing. It's good. All right. And so this is what we're going to do. I want to make God, Jesus, Lord of your spirit, soul, and body. Is that okay? And so pray this with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying that I could have new life, that the old is gone and the new has come, that you want to give me a hope, you want to prosper me and give me a future. And so today, I choose to come into alignment. And I realize that when I take charge, everything goes wrong. But when you take charge, you begin to work out into my brokenness. And you begin to restore me, to renew me, to heal me, to deliver me, in order for me to line up with heaven. So by an act of my will, I give you my will. My free will choice, I want it to be your choice. And so Lord Jesus, I make you Lord of my spirit and my intimacy with you. Lord of my worship. Lord of my anointing. Lord of my conscience. Lord of my spiritual gifts. Everything my spirit is, I lay it before you in surrender to you, Lord Jesus. Your will, not mine. And now I make you Lord of my soul. I ask you to be Lord of my mind and all my thinking. That I would move with revelation. Not just with my own futile thinking. And out of that place, I will see truth your truth to transform my mind give me new mindsets because new mindsets cause me to live new ways I ask you Lord of my emotions of all my feelings and reactions I choose to feel what you feel not to react but respond as heaven responds with kindness and goodness with love, with peace with self-control I ask you to be Lord of my will all my choices and decisions I choose to align my will with the will of your spirit so that as I choose heaven can move I ask you to be Lord of my body of everything that I see, that I would see what you see, to see through the eyes of love, not the eyes of judgment. I ask you to be Lord of my what I hear, that what I hear will build up, not tear down. I ask you to be Lord of my feet, uh, my, 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 my touch, that everything I touch will bring life and not death. I ask you to be Lord of everywhere that I go. That every step that I take this year, I will take possession for the kingdom of God. I make you Lord of my sexuality. That it will be purely dedicated to you. 
I ask you to be Lord of my dreams, my future, my identity. I ask you to be Lord of my relationships. If you're married with my spouse, with my children, with my family, with my friends, with my church, with the world. I ask you to be Lord of my finances. I just feel we need to say, I choose this day to overcome fear. And so let perfect love drive out all insecurity within me. And so Lord Jesus, I declare you're the name above every other name. All power and authority has been given to you. And so I surrender myself. Not because I have to, but because I love to. So that heaven will invade my earth. And as I receive your blessing, I will become the blessing. And that my soul will prosper. I declare this in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give Steve Troy a hand. Wow, what a word. Come on, let's really give him a hand. That's amazing.